my dad works in B2B marketing, but I never really knew what that meant. Then one day, my dad came by my school for career day and told everyone in my class he was a big MQL man. Then he just kept saying things like, the more MQLs, the better, over and over. My friends still laugh at me to this day. I think it means marketing qualified lead. One thing's for sure. I'll be known as the MQL man's kid for the rest of my days. Why couldn't you just be a fireman or a lawyer? Why? You ruined my life, Dad. Not everyone gets B2B, but LinkedIn has the people who do. And with ads on LinkedIn, you'll be able to reach people based on job title, industry, likelihood to buy, and more. Start converting your B2B audience into high-quality leads today. We'll even give you $100 credit on your next ad campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash customer to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash customer. Terms and conditions apply. LinkedIn, the place to be, to be. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. We went from normal life, healthy child, to acute lymphoblastic leukemia, or B-cell, ALL. The St. Jude team came up to get CJ via ambulance. Shortly after that, I noticed a rainbow. It meant that there was hope. We were driving into hope. To have hope is to have your child healthy, and we have that because of St. Jude. You can help kids fight childhood cancer. Please become a St. Jude Partner in Hope today by visiting musicgives.org. If you're 21 years old and use nicotine or tobacco, I'm here to tell you about Black Buffalo and how it's redefining tradition for millions of adult consumers. So if you're over 21, consume nicotine or tobacco, and want to join the Black Buffalo herd, head over to blackbuffalo.com to learn more. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Black Buffalo products are intended for adults aged 21 and older who are consumers of nicotine or tobacco. I'm off my game today. No, you're not. That's true. People are going to have to start making better content. I think we're going to be talking about this for a long time. When you program for everyone, you program for no one. I think it's that we're a purpose-driven platform. Like, we're trying to get to substance. How okay. was that? Are you happy with that? Yeah. This is marketing therapy right now. It, it really is. <laughs> What's up? I'm Laura Carrenti. And I'm Alexa Kristen. Welcome back, Adlandia 2019. Happy New Year. So today we are starting off our year, kicking it with one of the smartest people in the industry, Rachel Tipograph. She's back on the show. She is the founder and CEO of Micmac. Really excited to hear about what she sees happening in the social commerce space. And I think everybody's been asking a question. Is everything that's been happening with Facebook going to affect my business? Is it going to actually make an impact? It has in the media space. We know that on the publisher side. But is it really going to impact brands? Are they willing to think about potentially moving spend off the platform as a result? It'll be interesting to see as somebody who's built her business around that model, like has the bottom line been affected or will it be? Or will it be? And I think one thing that you and I have talked about, Laura, that we're super interested in is, is there another platform? 
Is there another platform? Maybe that's not going to take the place of Facebook, but do we enter into maybe a more disintermediated world of social media? Is that happening? Or is it the fact that we have big companies now merging and acquiring um, other platforms to create massive entities that may be able to compete with the Facebooks and the Googles of the world? And you're implying with legacy companies, which I think is very interesting. So we will be right back with Rachel Tipograph. My dad works in B2B marketing, but I never really knew what that meant. Then one day my dad came by my school for career day and told everyone in my class he was a big MQL man. Then he just kept saying things like, the more MQLs, the better, over and over. My friends still laugh at me to this day. I think it means marketing qualified lead. One thing's for sure. I'll be known as the MQL man's kid for the rest of my days. Why couldn't you just be a fireman or a lawyer? Why? You ruined my life, Dad. Not everyone gets B2B, but LinkedIn has the people who do. And with ads on LinkedIn, you'll be able to reach people based on job title, industry, likelihood to buy, and more. Start converting your B2B audience into high-quality leads today. We'll even give you $100 credit on your next ad campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash customer to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash customer. Terms and conditions apply. LinkedIn, the place to be, to be. We went from normal life, healthy child to acute lymphoblastic leukemia or B-cell, ALL. The St. Jude team came up to get CJ via ambulance. Shortly after that, I noticed a rainbow. It meant that there was hope. We were driving into hope. To have hope is to have your child healthy, and we have that because of St. Jude. You can help kids fight childhood cancer. Please become a St. Jude Partner in Hope today by visiting musicgives.org. Good sleep should come naturally, and with the new Natural Hybrid Mattress, it can. A collaboration between award-winning mattress brand Lisa and home design favorite West Elm, the Natural Hybrid is the culmination of these two companies' shared values, premium materials, meticulous craftsmanship, and sustainable practices. Made with natural latex, responsibly sourced natural wool, and environmentally safe foams, the Natural Hybrid elevates your sleep sanctuary. Indulge your senses and supports a greener tomorrow. Plus, when you purchase the natural hybrid, you're also helping fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Since 2015, Lisa has donated more than 40,000 mattresses to ensure children and families have a safe place to sleep. Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash iHeart. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, snag a job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, temp to hire, part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, snag a job's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. 
We went from normal life, healthy child to acute lymphoblastic leukemia or B-cell ALL. The St. Jude team came up to get CJ via ambulance. Shortly after that, I noticed a rainbow. It meant that there was hope. We were driving into hope. To have hope is to have your child healthy, and we have that because of St. Jude. You can help kids fight childhood cancer. Please become a St. Jude Partner in Hope today by visiting musicgives.org. Good sleep should come naturally, and with the new Natural Hybrid Mattress, it can. A collaboration between award-winning mattress brand Lisa and home design favorite West Elm, the Natural Hybrid is the culmination of these two companies' shared values. Premium materials, meticulous craftsmanship, and sustainable practices. Made with natural latex, responsibly sourced natural wool, and environmentally safe foams, the Natural Hybrid elevates your sleep sanctuary. Indulge your senses and supports a greener tomorrow. Plus, when you purchase the natural hybrid, you're also helping fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Since 2015, Lisa has donated more than 40,000 mattresses to ensure children and families have a safe place to sleep. Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash iHeart. Snag a job is where America goes to hire. With the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, snag a job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, temp to hire, part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, snag a job's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snag a job is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. If you're 21 years old and use nicotine or tobacco, I'm here to tell you about Black Buffalo and how it's redefining tradition for millions of adult consumers. So if you're over 21, consume nicotine or tobacco, and want to join the Black Buffalo herd, head over to blackbuffalo.com to learn more. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Black Buffalo products are intended for adults aged 21 and older who are consumers of nicotine or tobacco. And we're back in the studio with our first episode of 2019 with Rachel Tipograph, founder and CEO of Micmac. Rachel, welcome back to the show. Hi, Rachel. Hey, excited to be back. So, Rachel, we couldn't think of anyone else to kind of kick off uh, 2019 for us. One, start with who is Micmac, what have you done, and where have you kind of gone from 2017 to 2019? So Micmac is the e-commerce platform for social video and beyond. Our business is broken into two parts. We call our software Micmac Attach. In its simplest form, it's a vertical video product details page that can connect to any e-commerce cart. So it could be D2C or a third-party retailer like an Amazon Target or Walmart. 
And then we have a second part of the business, which is called Micmac Studios. It's our creative service arm. We're literally all day long. We only do two things. We either optimize existing assets to get people to hit add to cart, or we create original content from the ground up that gets people to hit add to cart. Obviously, so much has happened since 2017, both within the social space, obviously advances in technology, more around trust and transparency. How has the business evolved? To be honest, um, we're on fire. Last year was the craziest year uh, of my life professionally. (laughs) Our business grew 350%. And the reason being is that all trends point to Micmac. The reason I say that is because we live in a world now where fundamentally everything that I've been preaching, people finally understand, which is if you give up your first party data, you give up your brand. Mm -hmm. And the way that you capture your first party data today is via direct response, performance marketing and Mm e-com. And we literally sit at the nexus of that. You know, the business has grown 350% and we're working with partners like Bose, Campbell's, Estee Lauder, Kraft, L'Oreal, Levi's, Mattel, P&G, Under Armour, Unilever. I could literally go on and on. Um, And the reason why we're signing all of these brands is that a major evolution in our products since we spoke last uh, is our integrations with third-party retailer carts. So when we spoke in November 2017, my business was primarily focused on working with direct consumer brands. And I began to take this very contrarian point of view in the market, which is personally, I don't believe we're going to live in a world where you go to papertowels.com to buy your paper towels and deodorant.com to buy your deodorant. And as I saw the entire uh, media landscape and overall retail landscape, applaud every single direct-to-consumer brand that came to market, I go, there's going to be a point of saturation where there's too many of these brands in market, cost per customer acquisition is going to get too high, and the pendulum is going to swing the other way. Hmm. And I felt like the company that was going to win in the landscape would be the one that could take all of the principles of direct-to-consumer brands and apply it to third-party retailer environments. Mm -hmm. And that's when I began to integrate with Amazon, Target, Walmart, Ulta, Sephora, Best Buy, Dick's Sporting Goods, Petco. And my business changed overnight because the majority of e-com sales today actually still come from those major third-party retailers that I just went through. And when you're a brand and you are driving traffic to those environments, you literally only know three things. Impressions, click-through rate, and your overall sale. You don't know anything that happens after that click or after that swipe up. With us, you now know everything. So we get these brands that more often than not have been these legacy brands that are heavily reliant on third-party retailers to drive the lion's share of their e-com sales. And we get them to act more like D2C brands, meaning they now know the entire customer journey. They understand the media channel effectiveness. They can measure influencer effectiveness. They can measure creative effectiveness. They can capture all of that data in their DMP or their CRM. And that has been a huge, huge turning point for our business. And the other part of that, um, which is directly related, is the evolution of our audience product. 
So we call it the Micmac Engager audience. And what we have found with nearly all of our clients is that it's actually become either the top performing or within the top three most effective audience within their ad manager. Going back to like this example of legacy retailers, you drive traffic to an environment like Amazon. The moment someone arrives to that Amazon product detail page, you completely lost that audience. Because our software replaces that product detail page, we now can collect that audience. We collect that audience on behalf of the brand and we pass it directly back to them to live within their preferred ad manager. Meaning for literally the first time ever, they can go retarget that audience to close the sale. They can use that audience within their future prospecting media. So that's one of the major differences between brands that are heavily reliant on third-party retailers and D2C brands, right? Because the moment a D2C brand acquires a customer, they now own that customer and the hypothesis is the next time that they go remarket to them, their overall cost per customer acquisition should be lower. Yeah. If and you, their effectiveness, therefore, effectiveness is much higher, right? Correct. Some of the portfolio companies, they've gone all in. It's literally the end all be all. If you talk to the CMO, any brand marketer, it's 100% a part of their daily lexicon. And then there are other portfolio companies where you're just overall concerned for their future because Mm -hmm. they're not talking that way. Mm -hmm. What are they talking about? If they're not talking about this, what are they talking about? I would say it's all over the map, but uh, there are certain categories that I absolutely feel are more standout than others. So, I mean, the beauty brands are all over it. I would say they're the most progressive of, you know, the overall legacy brands. Um, And then after beauty, uh, you know, consumer electronics, apparel and footwear, they're definitely ahead of the races. And mm. um, I'd say we're, it's more of a lag, but this is one of my big bets for 2019, uh, are people who are within the food and bev overall grocery category. Mm. Um, <laughs> I think you're going to, you're going to see people make leaps this year. I'm very, very bullish on grocery, uh, but it's very new to them from a customer standpoint within grocery, especially with like perishables, we're all becoming a lot more comfortable never touching our food before we buy it. So that's more of like a societal evolution and combined with uh, more plays within the on-demand commerce space, meaning, you know, I buy melons in the morning and by the time I get home from work, it's at my door, uh, is why I'm getting very, very excited about grocery in 2019. For brands to have a different relationship in grocery, the category, is where things start getting really interesting. And also to me is the opportunity where brands can start working with, when you talk about bundling, thinking about bundling in a different way, right? Um, Where brands can work together, where there can be new products actually created with shared kind of IP or shared data. 100%. And you're starting to see a lot of the portfolio companies think that way. Like the brands that these organizations have been mostly siloed and they're absolutely coming together for bigger portfolio plays right now. You started really focusing on DTC brands. You spent a ton of time last year with big legacy 
brands? Who are you going to put your money on in terms of really being competitive and being able to push this new mindset, but also new practices kind of into the industry? They're all becoming one of the same. Meaning if you walk into Target today, (laughs) you are beginning to see all of the darling direct-to-consumer brands available on the shelves of Target. Yep. And the reason being is that one of the trade-offs with D2C is that you begin to experience limited reach and growing costs per customer acquisition. And if you want to be able to increase your reach, you end up on the shelves of Target. Mm. And the moment you do that, you are no different than the legacy brands that you were trying to cut out from their market share. Mm. So we're starting to get a lot of inquiries from all of those brands Mm. because they're like, wait a second, we've now given up all of our first party data. How can we begin to re-own that? Mm. Um, And that's been really interesting. And I would say I've experienced more and more of that over the last six months. Mm. So there's definitely a big undercurrent happening. And with the legacy brands, uh, so they had that massive distribution, but the reality is, you know, performance marketing and producing creative that converts is totally new to them. Mm. So the amount of education that we need to invest, both on the brand side, as well as the agency side that services these brands is enormous. What you're not saying is that brand is less important. You're actually saying brand is actually more important as a function to pull through to sale. Oh, 100%. I am the biggest, biggest, biggest proponent of brand. Um, Brand will lower your cost per customer acquisition. Brand will increase your recall. Um, It is the end-all, be-all. And... In both situations, you're going to need to do both. Yeah. Like there's there's literally no direct-to-consumer brand that will not have a wholesale play at some point yeah. in their company's trajectory. One of the things that I love about you is that you don't just talk the talk, you walk the walk. And in 2018, you developed Micmac Academy. Is that the name? Yep. Yep. And the purpose of that was to actually go out and educate brands about the use of and implications of working in the social commerce space. What led you to create that? I decided to productize the educational arm of what we do for a few reasons. One is I love it. (laughs) And it's honestly what energizes me. It's one of the favorite parts of what I do at Micmac. Two is there's a major skill gap. And it's interesting because I personally do not feel any of this is rocket science. It's more about access. And if you've been put in a job where you never were encouraged to go inside of Facebook ad manager and start buying ads and experimenting and see how it works, then you live in the darkness. And what we try to do here at Micmac is explain to everyone, this isn't rocket science. We're going to teach you the core principles. We're going to sit with you while you uh, navigate this new world and allow you to begin to understand uh, the effectiveness of the partners that you're working with, including me, right? Mm -hmm. So um, the more I educate the client, we're just raising the standards for everyone who's involved. 
And what is the skill gap? Because Alexa and I talk quite a bit about talent and the need to integrate skill sets that weren't previously needed, let alone trained for, right? So what are the things that you're seeing that the industry needs to be aware of and begin to implement probably yesterday? I think to oversimplify it, uh, just within like, you know, the world that I primarily touch, most of these brands, these legacy brands that are readily available at third-party retailers, they've been producing creative and buying media the same way since you know the dawn of television, which is that the majority of their focus has been on awareness. So spray and pray, let's make sure every person under the sun understand what our product is. Secondly, let's produce creative that can communicate this mass message more often than not through the lens of television. Yeah. It doesn't work online. And what I constantly explain to our partners is that there's really just three things that I want you to think about. Campaign objectives, niche audience targeting, and creative formats. And so when we sit down with legacy brands, one of the first things that we have to do is convince them that a portion of their media cannot be bought against awareness. It actually has to be bought against more bottom of the funnel conversion metrics. The second thing is helping them leverage perhaps internal audience data that they already have within an existing CRM or start to develop niche audiences that they can use in their ad targeting. And then the third is producing creative that is literally designed to get people to add to cart, which is a totally different creative muscle. So to boil down what's missing is honestly just an understanding of what works within performance marketing. I know that Micmac advises and works on production as well. Are there agencies that you've been particularly impressed with in the uh, performance space that is that are actually creating great creative that pulls through to sale? I mean, there are great agencies that we work with in performance, but they are mostly focused on media. Yeah. Um, what we have found to be the most effective creative teams are the internal creative teams. They run with the creative best practices. There's less ego involved and they personally are accountable for sales. This is a huge white space for an agency. You've, and I actually think a really great, really great B2B talent needs to come over into this space and I don't know if it's come over it's like they're there but people aren't thinking about them like this because they're in the they've you know the b2b world is kind of like gone it's like over on the side so that's what we do right at micmac studios yeah but in complete transparency like I don't make money from micmac studios right micmac studios is an enabler for my software and the reason why is that the content space is so competitive. Yeah, that that's content right. has be- content has become commoditized and is very, very, very hard to make big margins on content. I mean, we saw it in the media landscape this year, digital yep. publishers. Like, so 
it's, it's a hard game. And that's why, you know, we are in service of training everyone. I'll train agencies. We train internal creative teams to be able to produce content that converts because wherever the content comes from, as long as it follows the key creative best practices that we see day in and day out, I don't care if I didn't touch the content. We are just in service of educating the market on how to do this and how to do it at scale. But are there but things that a, still surprise you, like questions that you get asked that you're like moving into 2019, like we can't possibly still be asking that question? Yeah, I mean, like there's obvious things like we'll literally receive creative where you don't see the product. <laughs> I mean, like, you know, this this isn't an aspirational perfume commercial where the girl's <laughs> hair is blowing in the wind in a convertible. Like you got to show the product, number one, and you need to show it right away. Number two is a lot of people are still so hesitant to put calls to action on their creative. If you want someone to shop, you've got to tell them to shop. Um, So, you know, it's, it's all obvious things, Uh, you know, developing niche creative. So, you know, we do an enormous amount of work in beauty. Uh, We do a lot of work these days in hair care. I have curly hair. If you show me a piece of creative with straight hair, I'm a wasted impression. And, Meanwhile, we get creative all day long that that doesn't speak to that segmentation. Um, so, yeah, there are obvious things that happen day in and day out, but there's internal bureaucracies that often handcuff my clients from being able to change. Let's talk about Facebook and talk about, you know, your business. I think like many businesses, media publishers, technology companies, creators, yeah. creators in the beginning were really dependent on Facebook. I don't think your business was dependent on Facebook, but Facebook was an important platform to your business. How has that changed in the last two years? And what's the future uh, for Facebook with your business? But also, what are you seeing and hearing from brands that you work with in terms of are they going to continue to be on that platform? Are they going to abandon that platform? Are they looking to replace that platform, maybe with a platform of their own or otherwise? So when we opened up and I introduced Micmac, you know, what I said was we're the e-commerce platform for social video and beyond. Yes. The end beyond part is what's very new to the Adlandia audience. So uh, what I began to notice at the beginning of 2018 was media budgets were getting consolidated. They essentially were centered around Facebook, Google, and Amazon, and CPMs were getting really expensive. And by the end of March uh, of 2018, I began to feel that media budgets were starting to shift, that partners were looking for other alternative places to place their dollars to lower that CPM. And partners were coming to me and saying, hey, we want to use you in programmatic. We want to use you in paid search. We want to use you in YouTube, Pinterest, et cetera. Mm. So this summer, uh, Micmac essentially released a feature that allows our partners to traffic us everywhere. Mm. And that's how my partners use me now. So they put us in programmatic, they put us in paid search, they put us in YouTube, they put us in Pinterest. And so we become the default destination URL in our partners, digital and social media, period. That is what success looks like for us. And in terms of the Facebook ecosystem, uh, it's 
still has a very strong footing. It does. And the reason being is that pretty much the only entities that can rival Facebook in the amount of data that is available for deep segmentation is Google and Amazon. So that's the real realities of the DR landscape. And what we have seen though is with missteps that happen, I have seen clients react. And typically what happens in those um, reactionary moments is that they will pause their Facebook media, but then they eventually restart it. So they're not and reallocating it elsewhere. They're just holding. They, they hold. Um, sometimes they'll reallocate and they'll give some money to Snap or Pinterest, um, but it's a temporary thing. And the reason why it's temporary is that Facebook is just effective. When it comes to DR, again, like it's really hard to rival the effectiveness of that platform. And the reason being, and I think I talked about this in 2017, and I remain to be bullish on it, is that Facebook has had their pixel and market for nearly seven years now. Yeah. The amount of audience data that they have collected compared to the other social platforms that literally only released a pixel last year, like you just can't compare. Are there indicators that you've seen in 2018 that as we move to 2019, we ought to be thinking about in terms of channels or platforms that brands are going to need to put on their radar quickly, i.e. audio? Going into chatting with you guys, I was thinking about, you know, what are my major predictions for 2019? That's where we're going. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) And one of them, 100%, is around alternative distribution. Um, So we're seeing this across the board. Uh, You know, cost per customer acquisition is getting really high and a lot of the main popular consumer categories. And so now you need to diversify. And so uh, I think social is going to remain to be a really strong play. Um, But in it's not just going to be Facebook. Uh, I do think that Snap has made an enormous amount of investments in their DR ecosystem last year that is going to begin to pay off this year. Hmm. I have to say, we continue to see amazing results within YouTube. So I'm super bullish on YouTube. And I think that they've done a lot in terms of investing in brand safety, Hmm. that a lot of people are going to start shifting dollars back there. Um, I think that we're going to begin to see that Messenger is actually going to replace our email inbox. So in terms of customer retention, loyalty, and all the traditional ways you used to convert someone via email, I do think it's going to move to Messenger. Do you finally, Um, because we've been talking about this for four years, do you think finally, do you think 2019 is the year this happens? Yeah, you're going to see it in a really big way within the SMB market. And then once we all start to experience that more and it becomes a more part of our daily life, it will then infiltrate the large brands. Audio, 100%. I see, you know, continued DR investments within audio. You know, everyone that I speak to in terms of advertising on podcasts continually says uh, how strong it is for their business. And so uh, I do think that people will start to begin to invest more in that uh, space, especially from a programmatic lens. 
And then in terms of voice, um, you know, voice will continue to infiltrate search and it will be the place for recall. And then, you know, we just touched upon this, um, but in terms of the alternative distribution lens, you know, I am very bullish on third-party retailers. I think that as Amazon makes investment in their private label business, it forces other retailers to think about attracting smaller indie brands in a different way. Mm. And that's going to create a lot of interesting warfare. Mm -hmm. And the stronger that your brand equity is, the better it will be for you to negotiate with these large retailers because they want your brand. Consignment, I just think that from a societal standpoint, we're looking to reuse, recycle, and what's old is now new again. Um, And the first place that you can look at this is within the sneaker market. And I think that you're going to start to see a lot of interesting brand plays happen within consignment in a way that we haven't thought about before. And I actually think it's going to allow eBay to begin to become more relevant. And you talk about a company that's sitting on an enormous amount of first-party data with actually a really interesting advertising business. For me, that's exciting. And then I think that we're going to start to see commerce really start to scale in more alternative spaces, like co-working spaces and airlines. SkyMall was the original uh, major retailer. And I think that uh, as we continue to see travel increase, especially amongst Gen Z and Gen Y, and you look at the use you know, of airline mobile apps and the amount of time that we're spending on planes, I truly believe that there's a major, major retail play that's going to be uh, resurging within that environment. That's a massive opportunity for airlines. I do think there's going to be you know, other big swings that happen in 2019 that are outside of distribution. Let's talk offline, though. Like when you think about out of home going digital. I think out of home, especially in 2018, has become super relevant. The thing about out of home, though, is that I do most people buy it through that awareness lens. So being able to connect that within the DR ecosystem, that's going to require partnerships, you know, between Clear Channel and Facebook and whoever. Um, I'll be interested to see if that happens. I hope it does happen. Um, but I also think that what we saw in 2018 and we'll see more of in 2019 is people using physical stores through the lens of out of home. Yeah. We, um, have been talking about how certain brands in 2018, particularly in the New York market have literally been built in the subway. Like when you think about the awareness factor, but then the ability to demo or try or sign up to buy or preview, whatever the case may be, um, is just too many steps removed at this point. But again, how tech and and social commerce could potentially play um, a role in consolidating that experience, I think is is a real opportunity in 2019. I do think that 2019 will be the year that every single physical store will understand that it's no longer a distribution channel. It is a place to have your greatest brand expression and deliver on a service that you can't deliver on within a digital world. Yep. And, Boom. Yeah. You know, and a re- you know, a retailer that I I just have so much excitement around right now and I just never thought I'd say this is Coles. It's a female CEO and she is just so open to making radical changes. You know, this summer they announced you can come to Coles to return your Amazon packages. Yep. 
I love so, that. Uh, I think we're going to see more retailers um, begin to adopt that type of mentality. And for me, that's really exciting. So is it fair to say 2019 will be the year of radical change in, in the retail? retail? I think, obviously, we say that every year. Um, <laughs> but the bar continues to raise, right? We're, we're all seeing people uh, increase their competency within this space. And I do think that every single time that Amazon makes a move, there will be other people who benefit from being the alternative solution. Yes. So, Rach, you know the drill. Kill by DIY. What would you kill by and do yourself in 2019? I would kill the metric of ROAS being the only thing that matters at the end of the day. Mm. I believe that's incredibly short-sighted. I would buy a company like Channel Advisor or Quotient. Um, Quotient was formerly known as coupons.com. Yep. So uh, these are companies that have been the historical players within shopper marketing. And if you can't tell from my business, I believe that shopper marketing is incredibly sexy and I would buy them. And in terms of DIY, honestly, if I could sit down with every traditional brand marketer and spend one hour teaching them how to do performance digital marketing, I would do that myself. Well, how about we do that together in 2019 <laughs> as a special Micmac Atlandia pop-up? I love that idea. Rachel, Rachel, you're the best. Happy 2019. We know we will be talking to you again. Thanks, Rachel. Thank you. Thank Bye. You. Bye. Bye. So, Rachel, thank you so much for coming on. Always insightful, always inspirational, calling out the key things that we need to be thinking about, particularly in the retail space as we kick off the new year. Rachel, again, keeps pointing us to brand and bottom funnel activities are together. What she's learning from, you know, all of the legacy and DTC brands is that they may have more in common than they ever thought. So I think that there's a huge opportunity for us to reinvent how brand plays in certain spaces and how you really own that cart experience, both physically and digitally. Yeah. And I think if you're sitting and listening to this episode on the publisher side or the agency side, there is a massive call to action around thinking about what your creative solution is to support brands in the performance space. The fact that she couldn't name one. One. Not one creative agency that is stepping up and producing content to really capitalize on the success that she's seeing on places like Facebook in a way that she believes is the future. It's like huge opportunity too. And a huge opportunity. Yeah. Rachel didn't leave us with her email address. We know she'll be cool with us dropping it. So it's Rachel at micmac.tv. And she would like us to say M-I-K-M-A-K.tv. So 2019, we're back. A whole new year of exciting conversations with some of the industry's most inspiring practitioners. More places, more spaces. 2019, you don't know what's gonna hit you. But first, big thanks to our producer, Dana, all of our friends and family at Panoply. We'll be back in two weeks. Full disclosure, our opinions are our own. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! 
And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card. Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. We went from normal life, healthy child to acute lymphoblastic leukemia or B-cell ALL. The St. Jude team came up to get CJ via ambulance. Shortly after that, I noticed a rainbow. It meant that there was hope. We were driving into hope. To have hope is to have your child healthy, and we have that because of St. Jude. You can help kids fight childhood cancer. Please become a St. Jude Partner in Hope today by visiting musicgives.org. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. What do the most successful growing businesses have in common? They're working together in Slack. Slack is where work happens with all your people, data, and information in one AI-powered place. Grow your business in Slack. Visit slack.com to get started.